The views, information, or opinions expressed during the filming of this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not represent any church affiliation of hosts. Ray Naw Kent. I don't know why I still say that. I don't work at a church and I don't know if they're ever going to invite me back. So I don't even know why I still say that, but I still say it. But okay, let me introduce to my co-host. But first, this is a Not Safe for Church podcast where we serve the saints and the ain'ts because Jesus is for everybody. But I got a lot of people on here today and I'm super excited. All right. I got Renee Anderson in the building. Come on. Hello. She's back. <laughs> I'm back. You look amazing today. Thank you. Oh my God. I got Arik all the way. I don't know where you at, Arik. What, 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 what part of the world you in? I'm in Atlanta. You're in wait, I thought you were in, did you move that back to Atlanta? No, I have not moved back to Atlanta. Okay. I'm, I'm here. I'm supposed to be on vacation, but you know how that goes. So. Oh my Lord. Vacation or vacation? Oh. Oh, that is. Because <laughs> I know how Atlanta is. Oh boy, shout out. There's a lot of good stuff in Atlanta. Hold on, boy, shout out my side. A lot of good black. All right, let me quit. Let me quit. I also have some good people on here. I'm going to try to be on my best behavior. I got Mama Tip in the building. Hey. Come on. And then I got my dad in the building. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to say anything today, but I'm just happy you are here, Dad. This is the Not Safe for Church podcast. And I know you might have sponsored some episodes in season two, but not in season one. So I, I, I can't be on my best behavior today. All right. But um, I'm super glad you're here. He said all right. I'm excited. Wow, he's excited. <laughs> Can you see the excitement? All right, well, y'all, I don't have no ads today, but guess what? I do have the trucker hats. And guess what? The trucker hats are helping me get to season two. Thank you guys for all the support. I've sold a lot of trucker hats. I've been at the uh, post office all the time. Keisha's there. She's about to go on vacation. So I don't know who I'm going to have to deal with when she's on vacation. But, um, yeah, I'm sending out these hats. Some of you are saying, Renal, how do I do it? You're going to go to my Instagram. You can go to my personal Instagram or the Not Safe for Church podcast. You go to the link tree. Then you're going to click the link tree, and then you're going to hit sponsor episode. And then it's going to say, uh, when you click the sponsor, it's going to go to PayPal. When you go to PayPal, you're going to give a 20 or a dollar or more donation. And then guess what? You're going to put your address in the information box. And then I am going to send you a hat. And it's going to be amazing. And I'm going to thank you for helping me with season two of the Not Safe for Church podcast. I can't do this podcast without you. This podcast is brought to you by the people for the people of God and the ain'ts and the sinners and whoever you want to be. All right. Let me get to this altar call. Some of you may be asking, what is an altar call? Um, you know, I was raised in church. You know, my parents, they raised me in the church. And I know about the altar call. But this is where we call out some of our brothers and sisters who may be in need of prayer. So, okay. Recently, y'all, I was in a conversation with Mama Tiff. And we were talking about relationships. And also, they're celebrating eight years of marriage uh, today. Yay. Yes, congratulations. Yes, yes. Oh, my Thank God. Thank you so much. Like eight years. Eight years, eight that means years. completion. Amen. I can barely be with somebody for eight minutes. <laughs> Not like, I'm talking about a relationship. In the bed, I can be with somebody for eight minutes. I'm kidding. All right. I feel very uncomfortable, but it's okay. I'm just trying to make myself comfortable for the night so everybody else know like what, what, what route we're going. All right. My question, is love enough to have a, a lifelong marriage or romantic relationship? Is love enough? Ark, we'll start with you. Do you think love is enough? To have a lifelong no, no, no. Um, and I'm not married, and I'm not an expert on marriage, but I will say in some of the relationships I've observed, and even um, relationships that have been very close to me, I've seen them dissolve because the love did just that. It dissolved. Yeah. Um, and the reason was because usually it was built on some type of infatuation. But I think marriage, in and of itself, is more contractual than it is about love and feelings um and so that's an element that most people don't actually consider it's like when you get through your you know phases of feeling like you like this person are you still here to build yeah. with this person you know that's so good. i think that's 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 the big issue mm. i 100 percent agree i agree yeah i don't know i just don't think love is enough i'm sorry i don't mm -mm. i don't for me i think outside of love <laughs> And I was telling Mama Tiff this yesterday. I think outside of love for me, like stability is one. Like if it's not like I can love you, but if I don't feel stable, like I'm gonna have my car and my house gonna be paid for tomorrow. Like I can't, I can't. I don't know. I'm not. And I'm not saying I'm expecting somebody to provide that for me, but I need stability for me to even feel safe enough to love. Mm -hmm. But I think you need all those things. Love is strong, but you need stability. You need to be able to jail with each other, like yeah. each other tomorrow, mad each other one day, but you also got to be able to just be with that person. 
Yeah. Even if you don't love them that day, because every day ain't going to be a lovely day. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. And me yeah. and Tiff talked about it um, about two or three months ago about being a, um, me being a husband for her. Yeah. Instead of me just being a husband. Yeah. And so when you look at it that way, you got to think about what can you do best for your partner. Yeah. And then it makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah, because I was just saying, like, to him, I don't want to be married just to have a husband, right? Yeah. I want to be married because I want to be a wife. Yeah. And that means I take all the expectation, all the accountability away from him and put it on myself. Yeah. So that I can give him my all. But for me, the reason why I love is not enough is because I actually have to like the person. Yeah. Right. If I don't Period. like, I can love you, but I don't like you. And when you don't like a person, you don't want to be in their presence. You don't. You don't want any of any involvement whatsoever. Yeah. And then I also feel like it needs to be a commitment. I know Arik was saying about a, a contractual agreement or something like that, but um, it has to be a commitment. Yeah. Are they worth fighting for? No matter ups, downs, or indifferent, I'm committed to working everything out. They're worth fighting for. Yeah. Sometimes just because you love someone doesn't mean, though, they, like, possess the qualities that you need to, like, have a successful relationship. Because you can love someone so much and they just can't meet you where you are. Mm -hmm. And it's not personal. It's literally just because this relationship can't work because we aren't even close to being, I guess you would say, like, equals. We're not, yeah, yeah, we're not compatible. We're not going towards the same goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can love that person, but it's just not work. Yeah. I think, I yeah, I think on this podcast (laughs) I've talked about something a lot or a person a lot and i think that yes like you can number love six. somebody yes wow you know number six mm-hmm. Reason, the crazy part is me and number I six were it. talking like like last week for like two hours and it's like i love you know like we're like i mean you get me you're my person but then day i know like outside of this conversation that it can't go nowhere yeah mm-hmm. and so like i can love you and know like the friendship and the relationship we have is special and that's why i think also like yeah it's hard. You have to fall in love with your friend. Because, mm-hmm. like, I feel like a lot of times friendships outlast relationships. Yes. Like, I've had some falling out with my friends, did some bad stuff, they did some bad stuff to me, and we're still friends today. Because, like, I don't know what it, it's just like when you, a friend, I think if people treated their relationships like their friendships, I think everything, I think things will last. Yeah, because people just go in with the lust phase. Yes. And they don't actually get to know this person. They're just infatuated by them. And then once they get to actually know them, they're like, I don't like this person at all. I just Mm -hmm. was infatuated by them. Yeah. And, you know, compatibility change. Yeah. You know, you can outgrow a person, but you still have to constantly work on yourself so that you constantly stay compatible. Yeah. That's good. All right, y'all, we're going to move on. Recently, there was some laws passed that has caused the world to be in uproar. My question to all of you is, what is the compromise? Is there a way we can live in this world and not agree and get along? I know, Ark, you're super educated. I mean, how many degrees do you have? About seven, eight, nine? Oh, don't do it. Are you don't like, are you like Dr. Ark? Like almost, I, uh, I am almost. I'm working on that. Praise. Pray. Oh, bye, shy. <laughs> Listen, because God is good. Um, Period. Yes. Yeah, so, is there a compromise? I love that question, and I hate that question. Um, and it's not against you. It's yeah. just literally the, the the question in and of itself. Why we even have to ask this? You know, I don't know. But the, I think, when you have a bunch of people who are so disconnected from a thing that they're passing, like as law, right? You have a bunch of old white men making a decision about, you know, what women in general should be doing with their bodies. I mean, that disconnect alone doesn't make them stop and think, maybe I don't actually know what it means to be a woman and I have to carry a child. And, yeah. and, 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 but that still gives me the right to have an opinion about what they should do with their bodies. I mean, that disconnect, I think, is first and foremost, before you even get to any other conversations, yeah. if you can't answer that question, you're already off. Right? Yeah. And so I feel like everybody has to be willing to check themselves That's good. and their privileges and their space and yeah. what they do and what they can do as a luxury above and maybe over and against someone else. And I think yeah. starting there is, is the is the best place because you won't even be able to get to realize what problems you're causing by, by existing in the conversation if you can't check that. Yeah. And I think a lot of times is I think people who are this we're throwing it out there, people who are for abortion are like people think that they are like just because like somebody does not 
agree with the law, right? Like, doesn't mean that they're like for abortion. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I think that sometimes we like make things so black and white. Right. But I don't think everything is black and white. Some things are really gray. Yeah. Like you could be like, I don't like abortion, but I do think that people should have that right. And I think that a lot of times people just I don't know. I think when you live, you should try to understand more than be right. And yeah. I think like the more like I'm learning, I heard that on TikTok. I didn't come up with that. Like the what I'm learning is I'm trying to understand people more rather than being right. Like, I don't have to be right all the time. Like, and if I'm not right all the time, it's okay. Well, you just see a bunch of people fighting on the internet, but there's really no connection. Everyone's just like arguing, but they don't really know what's going on in someone's individual life. Yes. It is gray because every person has a unique situation. Mm -hmm. Medically, some people have different issues going on. How are you going to say, I can't receive this medical help when this is life-threatening to me? Yeah. It's just not fair. And I'm not saying where I, whether I'm for it or against that. Right. I'm not putting. I'm not gonna let you know where I stand. But what I am gonna say is, I just think, yeah, I just think it's, it's especially to me when people say they're Christians, because to me, I don't know. I I choose Jesus every day. He let me choose him. So I don't know. For me, Jesus don't put. And I think a lot of times in the church, and this is happening a lot. I think, and I know I may have like some, you know, I think in the church, I think people want the world to function like the church, but everybody is not a Christian. Right. So I don't think we should, I don't think I should put my, like, I don't, for me, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that, uh, I don't want to be having sex all willy-nilly with everybody. You know, I want to wait for my person. Not saying I always going to, I always got it right and I always get it right, but that's my goal. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to judge the person that is. I'm not going to put my standards, my Christian standards on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the problem is, is that they just took the choice away. You can choose Christianity. You choose Jesus. They're taking the choice away from women. It doesn't matter what your belief is, pro-choice or pro-life, you know, or whatever it is. You know, you just, you take the choice away. And just like Renee was saying, I mean, like, everybody has a different variable. Yeah. So if you are going to put those laws in place and force a woman to continue on with their pregnancy. Yeah put other resources in place to take care of those children. Yeah. (laughs) That's where the missions funds need to be going to. (laughs) I mean, some of these church, some of these, I saw a pastor and I love him, but I saw him post something. I was like, bro, like, you know, I'm not saying where I stand, but what I'm saying is I just like, man, like you don't have to say all that. Like that's not something you had to like, I think, what are you rejoicing about? Are you rejoicing about your way? Because I don't know if that, that's how God would rejoice about something like that. I don't, that's just my opinion. If they, here's my opinion. If the, if it really was about babies, yep. then why aren't we doing more to like help us set up so we can support those babies? Yeah. Where are the resources? Yeah. You have to put resources in place. Yeah. You know, because not just with, I mean, like some people can't physically carry the child because yeah. it's life yeah. and death for the, per- the woman. Yeah. Or then they wouldn't even have a chance at life because at birth they're not going to live. Yeah. yeah you know, it's good. just so unfortunate that um, we use that as a standard, I believe, Yeah. to reverse other laws that's been put in place. Yeah. So I guess nothing is set in stone. Now, if you can go back and reverse that, you can reverse anything. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, woo. Okay, I'm moving on. All right, I feel like we talked about this before. Uh, but the podcast has shifted. I feel like the podcast has got way more real. Um, I want to ask you guys, what is a healthy boundary with sex and being a follower of Jesus? Wow. Or what is just a, what is a healthy relationship with sex and how is it defined? Cause you know, I have people who listen who don't go to church every week. You know, they're not a, you know, what is a healthy relationship? I don't know. I'll start, you know, just to, you know, kind of warm it up. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Uh, one thing when I, my, one thing in my house when I was growing up, both my parents always did tell me. Uh, my dad and my mom always taught me like, sex is not something you give to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so for me, what for me, I look at it, and I'm not saying I and because I know because somebody's like, oh, I I did this with you right now, but whatever. I'm just saying like, I know I've done dumb stuff. But you were learning. Yeah, I was learning. I was figuring it out. But most times, like in my adult life, if I have had sex with somebody, it has been because I love them, mm-hmm. and I think. For me, I think a healthy relationship, you know, if you're not a Christian, is just making sure, like, you love the person 
all like the whole like all together. Yeah. Like it's not just lust. But if I was a Christian from my, my Christian, but I would wait. Amen. I got really lucky with parents who, even though they weren't like religious, they yeah. made a point to teach me that you're giving someone something so special yeah. and it will unfortunately affect you later and it will affect your energy. It will affect, you know, you giving someone that intimate part of yourself is just an exchange of energy. You yeah. know, you're giving, you know, think about who they've slept with Ooh. and then those people who's those people slept with, mm. you know? So my parents kind of made it like, if you're going to be with this person, if you're going to lose your virginity to this person, mm -hmm. make yeah. sure it's someone you genuinely love. And it comes from a place of like, I can trust this person with yeah. my body and that they're not going to treat me wrong, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think there's levels to it. And knowing that if you're going to be in um, a monogamous relationship yeah. and you're with your partner, that it's special, but I'm, not saying that you can't go out and be promiscuous if yeah. you want to, if but that's, that's your do choice. You, like, do you, baby. I have friends that are like, Renee, I don't even know how much my number is. And then I have friends who are like <laughs> myself who I'm like, I can count on one hand, you know? Yeah. So there's there's different levels to it. I have friends who it. have OnlyFans. Like I have friends yeah, who are I, sleeping I don't care around the whole what city. anybody other person does, but yeah. if I'm going to be with someone, I want to know that uh, we're sharing something special and we're going to keep yeah. it intimate between us two. Yeah, I don't want you to be with Yeah, and three, an, four, an five, unknown six. threesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah so, wait, an unknown threesome. <laughs> yeah, that person, like that, the other person that they're sleeping with, you know, oh, that's like yes. an unknown threesome. You're bringing, yeah. If I find out, you did say on the other podcast that you like to have sex in the bathroom. Yeah, I do. Well, like I like to be spontaneous. I like to be spontaneous. So I was just using that as an example. It's your anniversary. Maybe y'all need to go to the casino and then get it on in the bathroom. It's just like living in the present moment. You know what we I mean? Have a room. <laughs> I just meant it as like I don't want to find out later that there's this Sorry. extra person it that's around. Me. You know, I'm pretty sure the freak spirit that I have had to come from somewhere. I'm not saying my dad likes what I like because he don't, but but I'm just saying my that. All right, bye. Oh, roll. You know, I die, well, I like, well. well, I like what I like, mighty God. I mean, uh, you're right. It had to come from somewhere. Yeah, it had to that, come that, from that, somewhere. Come on, because people tell me I'm the. They tell me somebody tell me I'm the best they ever had. But mm. there's nothing wrong right. with being a sexual being. <laughs> Is that a Drake there's nothing song? wrong with that. Yeah, they call. I'm a Drake song. That's what they call me. <laughs> That's what they they should have put me on a single cover. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. All right. What do you think about this question? So, uh, <laughs> he like what question? <laughs> it's, it's so it's so uh, funny that this is a part of the conversation because. I always think about how growing up in like youth church. Oh my gosh. The way the conversations around sex and sexuality and just in general, like sex was being made to be this taboo, restricted thing that none of us could have and none of us should be touching or yeah. tampering with or trying to figure out. But at the same time, the very ones who were professing or telling us what we you know, giving us the law, breaking the law, even from the top down, if you will, you talk about the pastor in so many different instances, he was the one knocking the boots with sister so-and-so and this one and that one. And he was married. My dad had me in a good church. And, you know, one, I could not, we, one thing I could say, the church that I grew up in, St. Paul Church of God in Christ, Bishop Washington was a good pastor, a good man. Now, some of the other churches I went to, and I'm not talking about Tabernacle Praise, because Timothy McBride, you are great too. Oh my God, I didn't give it away. Let me shut up. All right, keep going. <laughs> no, and I'm and, I, and I'm not I'm not specifically talking about um, my my yeah yes, but I've had so many yes. interactions with so many ministries as a result of you know working in ministry, and so the thing that I do know, and it's also the testimonies of, of people who have talked about church yeah. and trauma. Um, some of their you know um, reflections have been about the way that the pastor would get up and talk about not having this thing. And, and making them feel like they were burning yeah. hell if they ever like cracked open the genie bottle, right? But um, all the while, he he or she was the main one Cracking participating the in the act and not leading by example. And that hypocrisy is what created the tension, right? Like it's like, well, what do I actually believe and why should I believe this? And why should I? There's this uh, minister in um, Maryland named Del McCullough. He's a pastor of a, of a pretty progressive church. And uh, one of the things he gave a, a talk at, at mm -hmm. school when I was there, and he, uh, his title was Practicing Safe uh, Text, where he was essentially reading texts about 
uh, scriptures that reference sex. Yeah. But kind of rereading them and allowing people to kind of like see what the cultural context was, why things say what they say, why, you know, Jesus is talking to this woman, you know, why she has five husbands, like those types of things. And he brought a particular like awareness around it. One of the questions they were like, well, you know, are you supposed to save, you know, yourself for marriage? And his main question was like, well, why do you, why would you want to do that? And that question, like, just as it, as, as it was stated, just kind of like blew my mind. It was like, why would I want to do that? Like, what is, what's the point of, of holding on to this thing just because it's law. Now, I'm not talking about if you have made a spiritual commitment, yeah. right? Like people who take those vows and they actually believe that they're holding themselves for like a spiritual connection. Fair. But if that ain't you, go on and yeah. get it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, well, that's I want to have a spiritual connection with the person. Mm-hmm. Who they gonna kick me out of church? I'm telling you, you can you got, you got me in trouble. Oh no, they're not gonna <laughs> kick you out. They, well, I, well, I'm already out there. I'm already out in the streets with you. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I think I don't know. I grew up a little different. I feel like my I don't know. I feel like my parents were like like the like the wild cards of church. Like I feel like they were like kind of that you felt safe to talk about sexual things. Like you felt safe to be like I you know I know like a lot of my dad like raised like a lot of the young men in the city that we grew up in. And like I I remember you know I'm I'm I used to listen to conversations. I would act like I was asleep. But I would hear what he was telling them. And they were having honest, real conversations about, like, everything. And I think that, just in general, I think in any, like, Christian, non-Christian, I think when you, like, are young, you should create an atmosphere where people can ask questions and try to figure out. Because, like, I would rather you hear from somebody wise and safe than, like, from an outside source that don't know nothing. Well, what? Well, since I'm here, since your dad, you know, um... <laughs> When I grew up in church, I grew up, I had a great youth leader because yeah. she was a woman. Her name was Cynthia Staten. Yeah. She was a pregnant early, had a kid. And so when she taught about sex, she told us about sex. She said it, she didn't say it was bad. She was a great feeling, but you got to do it responsibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you need to wear protection. And so, you know, they, everybody say not to have sex, but once you do have it, it's hard to stop. And so let's be honest. You be honest with your kids. Okay, if this is what you're going to practice, which I don't agree with, yeah. but I need you to be safe if you're going to do this. Yeah. And so, you know, I just kind of live with that philosophy. Yeah. You know? And, and so. I practice safe. When I do have sex, I practice safe sex. Safe sex. <laughs> yeah. Safe sex is yeah. great. And sex. I know my status. I am, I'm clean. Oh, So I'm really a virgin. Okay. I mean, okay. if you don't have no, if you don't have no <laughs> STDs, and I'm not judging nobody who so do, I'm serious. You get STDs, you, you're, then you're, you're no longer you're not, you're not a virgin. virgin. I mean, you could be like you could. I mean, you could take a so pill and go. So how do you lose a virgin card? Get an STD. I'm a virgin. I, in my head, I'm a virgin. Oh. Okay. And when somebody asks me how born many people, again virgin, no, I'm a virgin. And when people ask me how many people I slept with, I say six, and that's all I'm admitting to. It's only been six people because I admitted to six on a podcast, and to the day I die, <laughs> it'll, it'll be, six. be six. And my next person that I end up with, you know, I'm we'll gonna be, be in a, six. We'll be number seven. And I'll be done, and I'll be in a happy relationship okay. by That's the January right. of 2000. So, so basically, you're never going to tell the truth. I don't need the, <laughs> the truth. I have told the truth. I am, I'm a, I'm a virgin. I am, I'm clean. I guess, I guess, as virginity as is, is is relative. Yeah, it's just a word. <laughs> we, we, it's we, not. Don't use the definition. This is definition. Don't use that definition. I do think it is really awesome, though, that you had someone so great to be able to have those uncomfortable yeah. conversations with you because I think I. I didn't realize that a lot of my friends growing up didn't have that, you know, leadership or those weird, you know, birds and bees conversations. So I got really lucky, you know. And I even think when I was starting, you know, to get into my little, my little phase of, you know, dating, 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 you know, dating guys, you know, I remember one time my dad even called me out and he was like, who was that? Like, like, bro, I'm not stupid. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think like having parents that are not afraid to be like, Hey, I see this. Let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Like, it don't got to be awkward. Let's just talk about it. For sure. Like, I, if I agree with it or don't agree with it, like, let's just put it out there. Like, because I'm not dumb. Yeah, you know kids what I mean? deserve to feel vulnerable yeah. with their parents. Yeah. Yeah, my dad's so, a real one. I, uh, there's not a lot of, you know, real dads out here in the world, but I have a real one. All right. 
We're going to get into our topic of the day. Our topic of today is do the work. I often hear people say, I'm believing by faith or I'm manifesting this. It also feels like the name it and claim it situation. It sounds like you just say it and then it happens. However, I want to talk about the distance between saying something and it actually happening. What happens in the middle? What happens in the middle? What happens ooh, ooh, in the I middle? Wanna, so, I, well, come on. I, I want to. All right. Yes. Okay. This, okay. This is what happens in the middle. The work is what happens in the middle. Okay. Before we get to there, though. Okay. How do you define manifesting or how do you define um, believing by faith? How do you define that? And are those two words interchangeable? Okay. So, yeah, they're not interchangeable. Okay. To me. Okay. okay um, manifesting is... Um, whatever you believed have actually come into fruition. Yes. It, it came to be, yeah. right? It, whether it's tangible or the idea of it has come to be. Um, believing by faith is just the idea of it possibly coming to fruition. Okay. So they're not interchangeable, but they go hand in hand. Yes. Okay. What do you think, Renee? So I love talking about manifestations. <laughs> come um, on. Okay. So manifesting for me is not just speaking it into yes. existence, right? It's more than that. It's yes. feeling it into existence, using the law of assumption that it's already here. Okay. And visualization is also so important. Yeah. So when you do manifest, you're supposed to be in a really clear headspace. So that's why people use meditation because they want to, you know, work on their breathing and then they're able to kind of slow down their thoughts. Yeah. So you can receive messages and you can put out and have that time to use your visualization to, yeah. you know, put like see it in your mind because that's yeah. when everything comes into play. But it doesn't mean stop working. Mm -hmm. You have to work, you know, really, mm -hmm. really hard for your goals. But if you see something and you feel it and you know it's coming and you don't even stress about it, that's to me where I feel like you have faith that yes. comes into play because okay. you're like, OK, I put this out there and I know that it's going to I can't be stressing about it. So also practicing the law of detachment. I'm detached from any outcome. That way, you know, you can't be specific about a person. You just want to meet someone, right? Yeah. So when you're putting it out there, you're not using someone against their free will, but you're calling in like, I'm going to find love. I, ha I have love. Love is already at my door. I'm with the love of my life, but you can't force a person Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. you have to kind of use that with like a grain of salt. You yeah. Know, you can't use both. What do you think? What's the question again? Uh, what is the question? Dad, you got me looking crazy. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. How do you define <laughs> manifesting or how do you uh, define believing by faith? Okay. Manifesting is, um, I think it's a clear and obvious. You believe you see something, you going to accomplish it yeah and when you accomplish it you manifested it yeah. or it may have somebody may given you something that you said you were going to receive and um the other part was believe my faith just believe i yeah. mean it's what you grow if you well that's what i was raised on believing by faith trusting you god know, trust yeah. god you know sometimes you need some milk for a kid <laughs> and you like okay this milk can is 25 dollars. i got 14 and you get up there and somebody give you the other 11 Oh, God, that's fake. Or you find a coupon on the ground, there you and go. you pick it up, and it's like... <laughs> yeah, I love you. Like, I had a great doctor. He's yeah. like, come get these cans. And I was yeah. like, I'm on my way. Oh, my God. You know, I, I've done that and just asked for the discount. Yeah. And got the discount. Asking you shall receive. There you go. All right, what do you, what do you think about all this? You know, I think manifesting actually is the thing that you can kind of control it's like if it's if it's if it's like able to be laid out for you and something it's something you want something and you can kind of define clearly define the steps and you can take those steps and move forward to get it done and you see the end result on the other side you have therefore manifested i actually think that believing by faith is 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 that which you have to do when you don't have options oh bye bye and i say that to 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 for example like you know say for instance i want to make more money Okay, and I don't have a job. I know that there are tangible steps that I can take. Go down to the particular office that I want to work for, fill out an application, 
hopefully get an interview. If I get, you know, move forward in that process, I'm moving forward and hopefully I get the job. I start working. I get my first paycheck. Boom. I've manifested more money, right? That was the big thing for me. Yeah. But when my grandmother is laying sick in the hospital mm. and, you know, the doctors, oh God, the doctors have said, not the clap. And, and, oh yes, because I feel it. The doctors have said that they don't know what to do. And the family is waiting for her to make her final exit. Our collective, like, hovering around her. We are believing by faith this yeah. miraculous thing can happen. And in so many instances, we know by testimony that folks have seen yep. things turn around for their good by this idea of believing by faith. And I think that's kind of that's how kind of where, where I place those two terms. Yeah. Yeah, to me, I agree with you guys. I think manifesting is something I can do in my own power, but believing by faith is something I need God's power to do. Mm. Like I cannot do it. I'm at the end of my rope. I have tried every step to bring it to pass, but it's like, no, I need God. Like, and I don't know, I always, I don't know, in the beginning, I think I used to use the words interchangeable because I would say I manifested by faith, like by, through Jesus Christ. Because at first, you know, like when manifestation came out, it was kind of looked like this spooky word and it mm. felt kind of weird. Mm -hmm. It's like for like, like a church person it was just like oh it was like oh god but like i don't know I also, yeah i just want to add when you're done yeah don't ever manifest from a place of lack or desperation yeah or force always when you are manifesting come from like a genuine place of love because if you try to force manifest something so say you're like i I want a car. I want a car so bad. Yeah. I want this car by next week. Well, you're going to get that car, but it's because somebody hit you. You know, it's not going to be because you well, earned it. I got my car because somebody hit me and it was on my prayer window. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You have to be careful. But I feel like that was God giving me. Totally. But it could have been worse, right? So you just got to be careful because your words are powerful. But mm -hmm. I don't think that he gave me. Well, I don't know. I think he gave me the car by faith. I believe by faith that I was getting that Jeep right. I don't even know what I'm driving. Never mind. They might try to find me. All right. So after you put something out there or you say something, uh, what is the next step? Like, say you're believing by faith. Like, what is the next step? Like, if say you're man, like, what is the next step? I know we talked about doing the work, but like, how do you do the work? Just like I said, practice the law of detachment and practice the law of assumption. It's already here, so I'm going to keep working. And I have faith that it's going to come to me, but I can't obsess about it because the more you obsess about it, it's almost like you're repelling it. Yeah. So you just got to like get into a place where you're able to receive. Yeah. Yeah. I think with, um, you know, with manifestation and also with faith, both are, um, can be done on, in your own power. And yeah. the reason why I say that is because like, there's just different steps you have to do for it to even come to be. Mm -hmm. So with the example of getting a job, that's yep. by faith or by manifestation. You have to literally get up and apply for the job. You can say, I want a job, I want a job, I want a job. Yeah. But you still have to do the work. And mm -hmm. that that um, requires you to fill out the application. So show interest, right? Even with both, that's still on your own power. Now, whether it happens or not, it could be something that's over and above than what you've ever asked for. Oh, God, I want you know? that. Thank so you, So, like, if, I mean, like, God can do you know he performs miracles yeah i remember when i went and i needed my job and what i asked what they gave me is not what i wanted i had to ask for more but he gave me more above um, above all that you know and so by faith i feel like that's where when it's out of our own power yeah. when god goes above what we had expected yeah but you have to do the work you have to do the to work access that above Exactly. Kind of like when the Bible says, uh, exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask for, think according to the power that worketh mm -hmm. in us. In us. Like a right. lot of times we're like, oh God, do the exceedingly abundant. Like do mm -hmm. the big thing. But like, are we using the power that lies on the end? We can do, like, we have so much power. Like, I don't even think we realize how much power we have. We don't. I feel like we don't, we don't utilize the power that much yeah. power because we don't know that we have it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then also, you know, as we were talking about at lunch today, we plan our ways, yeah. right? We can have our map all out, but God orders our steps to get to the places that we really need to go or yeah. where he wants us to be. Yeah. So I think that in that case where manifestation and faith are on our own power, yeah. they can come to be. And I think letting go of, I think for me, 
I'm in a season where I have to let go of the expectations of how I think things should be done. Mm-hmm. Law of detachment. Letting it, yep. Come on. That's literally it. Law of detachment. I'm going to call it let go, let God. Let That's go, let God. It's, it's all the same thing. Though, yeah. You know, it's all sure the same. Like, I got yeah. to let it. because The concept is the same. Because yeah. you can be so connected to a thing that you miss the thing. Yeah. Like, I could be so And con- it doesn't mean you don't care. Yes. You care, but you can't obsess about it. Yeah. And you're trying to control it. Right. Literally. You have to let control. go of the control. Mm-hmm. Because if you control it, who gets the credit? Whoa. Okay. I don't want a thing where I want a thing where you when you when you see my life you say that was the only guy. Okay. You don't say it wasn't them. It wasn't that person over there. It wasn't my enemy. It wasn't the church. It was n- nobody but God. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna have a yeah. Baptist fit. <laughs> see, let me let me just tell you. This is the the thing about it for me is there's so many decisions in my life and steps that I can look back and see where God has orchestrated specifically what I was supposed to be doing yeah. at the time I was doing it. But had I had my hands on it prematurely, I would have done everything I could have done to sabotage that opportunity because I had expectations about the way that it should have gone rather than the way that God saw fit for yeah. it to go. And so I'm grateful for so many moments where I didn't know that a certain thing was going to happen because if I did, I probably wouldn't be where I actually am. And, you yeah. know, it's, it's, but it's that humility that you have to have in your relationship with God and trusting and knowing that, you know, if God is, is, has shown you even in visions and dreams what you might actually accomplish, just to trust that and to move, move in that faith. Yeah. And there it is, believing by faith. Yeah. And I even remember when I moved to Arizona, that was a thing. Like, I knew that God had called me to lead worship. And, I didn't know how I was going to get the job. You know, and I and I always tell the story because it's cr- like you I left everything I knew and I moved to Arizona and I remember the how I got my job was being nice to somebody. They said I popped up in there they were on a conversation with Pastor Lee Cole at the Crossing Church and um yeah, I could say the name because I'm healed and I love them. God is a healer. Thank you, Jesus. But literally, I was on the phone. Literally, he was on, the guy, his name was Ben Kalarsik. He was on the phone with Pastor Lee, and he said, my name popped up in his head. I believe that. And I, but it was not anything I could work for, nothing I could, mm-hmm. like, I just knew I was supposed to leave, move here, and everything else was going to fall into place. And so, like, I just think a lot of times, we, we, we just, like what, you, what we were saying earlier, we try to control everything, mm-hmm. but really it's not in our control. Like I literally apply for a different church job every day and none of them call me back. But you're going to get the one that's in alignment. Right. Literally. Mm-hmm. None of them call me back. I apply, literally I apply for like six or seven. It's always going to be the one that's like you didn't even expect. Mm-hmm. Las Vegas. I remember seeing Las Vegas at the end of the, um, I remember getting the email from Pastor Lee and it's seeing Las Vegas and I was like, what the? Las Vegas, God, that's what you called me to. And I think about like, here I am now, like (laughs) I wouldn't be at this podcast if it wasn't there. And then when I was in a, when I was in uh, my uh, residency in Arizona, I did a little, a little small podcast. So like the vision and, and what I was already giving birth to something that I didn't even know would be the thing that, the thing that got me the podcast, I got it. I did the podcast and then like, now I'm not. Now I go to the church, and now I'm back to podcasting. Like it's just crazy how everything like just yeah. Well, how do you think I ended up here and meeting you? That's crazy. You know, because I put that on a manifestation board. I want to be a part of something bigger. I want to be a part of something where I can reach people. I want to help people. I want to make people laugh and just like have good conversation. And I would love to be on someone's podcast. And then literally, it just fell into my lap. Like literally, you're in the gym, and I'm like, oh, this Renee girl yeah. says she wants to come on. I gotta yeah. get her. And then you come on your grade. And I just knew it was going to happen. Yeah. So I wasn't stressing about it. And it just did. Yeah. So it works. And girl, we're going to make millions together off this podcast Million. eventually. We already have millions. We already have millions. We have millions. <laughs> we're rich. I'm a rich. Mm, I'm saved. I don't curse in front of my parents. I don't think I ever have. I probably have, but not, like, not I in purpose. Sorry. I don't. My family. Wait, you cuss in front of your daddy? Oh, my God. I, yeah, I just. That might be a white people thing. It might be. Well, but, no, I've heard my aunties cuss. Yeah, like, never mind. Let them. me shut up. Not at them, <laughs> I'm gonna tell them about, them, you know. I ain't gonna tell nobody's business. Hallelujah. I got, I got a real family, y'all. We got, some, we is a real. It is. Y'all think I came this way? No, I was born into realness. Y'all gotta see my auntie. I love my auntie Erica. Y'all got, y'all. Oh my God, I get them on the podcast. 
Oh my gosh. They're going to shut it down. I, oh, Jesus. I don't <laughs> know what we would talk about. <laughs> then get Keisha and, oh my Lord. All right. Do you believe your words have power? I think we've kind of been saying this the whole time. I think we do. We do. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Everything starts in the mind. Yes. Okay. What comes out of your mouth goes into the mind yeah. and into your heart. Yeah. You know, are those words. So you can speak life or you can speak death. Yeah. Absolutely. I uh, don't know if you guys are follow Kanye West, yeah. mm-hmm. but he did come out with the yeah, gospel I've album yeah. and he was like, he was working on it and he was saying how words are so powerful. He would listen, re-listen to the sentence on his you know, documentary and he was like, no, we can't say that. We have to say this instead because he realizes mm-hmm. he can tap into something. He's just so special where he gets it, but he's otherworldly is what I would describe. Yeah. Him. Mm-hmm. But he's really smart when it comes to that because they are super intentional. That's why they're called spelling because it's like a spell you're yeah. putting spells on words and mm-hmm. you have wow. to be careful how, yeah that's good you have to be careful how you say things yep and speak about yourself yep. or any of that yep. you know yeah absolutely and i even think i've realized like even when i play certain music certain i realized like one day i was listening to a song didn't even know the context of the song and i started to think about somebody and the song was describing a, a relationship and i wasn't thinking about number six but i was thinking about somebody else and I was thinking about that person. I was like, why am I thinking about this person? Then I listened to the lyrics of the song and I'm like, whoa. Like, this is describing. Your is like, mm-hmm. What? So, like, I know, like, words are powerful. Absolutely. They can take the music just in and of itself can take you to places that I'm telling, are familiar. Tank, that tank. I'm telling you, so, that takes you know, me to another place. Music is very influential. And who was the master? The devil. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah, I know because like when Tank plays, I don't know. I go to a different place. Mm-hmm. You know, Which that's what you get when you up and with me, up and with me. Or what? Look, when we, I like that song. Oh, <laughs> that's gonna take you <laughs> to yeah. another place. We don't need those lyrics. <laughs> Hallelujah! All right, you believe your words have power, man of God? Oh yes, and you brought up my favorite artist, Tank. I um, love Brother Tank. Can we just give praise God? Can we just praise God? He's my merry brother. Hallelujah in Christ. He's come from the church too. He's a he's a blessed man. You met him? Just like through passing him. He's nice. Oh yeah, yeah. I've never met him. That's I would absolutely love to meet Tank because I just I admire so much about his talent and skill and just like one day that will happen. Yeah, it's it's going to happen. Come on, come on. You already know him. Um, You're friends. Period. That's right. That's right. And then but, when you meet him, I, tell him that I want to meet him and I want to just sing and worship together. And you know what? He will pull out his keyboard and, and, and we're going to go. I'm going to have to pray, though, because I don't want to sing. I'm but kidding. No, I, was, I was saying, like, him and, and people like Fantasia yeah. and, uh, and JoJo from yeah. Odyssey, like, when they get to singing, you start feeling oil because of where they came from. Yeah. yeah. That's why it feels like it feels because it's like, oh, no, you didn't just you ain't just thinking about no, you know, sexual, whatever, whatever, whatever you're talking about. You still got oil attached to your throat. Yeah. And, and, and every time you open your mouth, I have to feel it. that's why I start getting chills when you start singing. Why? Yeah. Because there's a you were you were like fashioned and shaped that's in this good. like anointing mm-hmm. that you yeah. can't actually escape no matter what you sing. And so, like, it it has a beauty, like, those, especially those types of singers, they have access to get to the, the spirit gateway yeah. in a way that other folks can't because they are that tapped, because they just have a portal, I guess. When they start singing, stuff just starts opening up, and that's just the, the oil that's still on them. Yeah, That's an it, early JoJo, though. <laughs> not, yeah. the, not the late one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he well, be- I was actually, I was, I was thinking KC, I, but, but oh, JoJo, okay. too. But KC, though. KC mm-hmm. really got the oil. And that is crazy how you can feel, yeah, like you can feel those singers. Even when they sing about something, you like, this don't feel. Soul. They got soul. They're they, tapped they... in and they speak to the heart Whoa. of the man I'm like, or the woman. Yeah. Because yeah. I know when I see you, when I see, I like that song. You're always around. That's my song. I like that one. All right. Has your life changed or transformed through declarations, affirmations, or just believing something? I'll go first. Um. For me, yes. Every morning, I try every morning. I don't want to lie. Um, but every morning, I do uh, say an affirmation. And I literally, every day, I read these words over my life. And what I have found out is when I am very consistent with it, my life looks completely different. Mm-hmm. And then when I start to slack, I start to get in like these modes of like depression 
and like, oh God, like, and so for me, I think for me, I do affirmations every morning and it just says like, you know, uh, I, I live a, a honest, real life. I'm, um, I have enough financial resources to live a life that's most true and beautiful. Um, I have a healthy balance. Like, I mean, I literally like, it takes me about like three or four minutes because it's so many. And like the more I read them, the more I actually believe them. And I think the more you read them, the more you want to achieve them. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I can't just say this. Now I want to do this. Now I want to be a team player because I said I'm a team player. Now I want to be forgiving because I said I forgive. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think the more you speak something, the more you become it because you can't just keep saying something and, and you not you not want to change. But you believe it too. Yes. You mm -hmm. have to believe the affirmation. Yeah, I believe. Mm -hmm. I believe every word. I um, you said I've had a lot of growth. Um, yeah. And I didn't understand words of affirmation until someone explained it to me, and I still didn't really understand it until I started using them. And then she's like, "You have to feel it. You have to believe it." So yeah. when I would say they think these things to myself, you know, even about you know, doing like hip work because my mm -hmm. hips would hurt me. And I'm like, my hips are mobile. I'm able to move. I'm okay. You know, saying those things. And, and then, yeah. you know, they it eventually does come true because you're, you know, moving that energy. But it is powerful when you use yeah. words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. Show me how good it can get. I know. I, I, I use that, that all the time. Show me how good it can get. I've been get. saying that one. I think words have power. It, that's They go hand in hand. Yeah. It, it goes, I mean, you have to process it in your mind, and that's when you start to believe it. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite um, uh, artists is Mary J. Blige, and her new album is called Good Morning Gorgeous. Yeah. And so she has to, she says that to herself yeah. every day, you know, because, you know, when you're going through things and you might not be looking your best or feeling yeah. your best, and you look at a mirror and you, and you say, Good Morning Gorgeous, you start to believe yeah. no matter what it looks like, no matter how I feel, I'm still gorgeous. Yeah. You know, and so, like, I say words of affirmation to myself, too. Like, even, it doesn't have to be first thing in the morning. Yeah. It's all throughout the day. Yeah. You know, when I'm having a challenging day at work, I'm like, I can do this. Yeah. You know, I can do this. You Sometimes, know? like, my friends will be like, you're so conceited. You're always looking in the mirror saying, I'm so pretty. Or, like, I'm <laughs> I'm obviously, like, not obsessed with myself. But I'm like, wow, you look so good. You know, because yeah. I want myself to believe that yeah. because otherwise I'm tearing myself down. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And we're good at that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's to me, it takes more effort to give yourself positivity yes. and uplifting yourself. But because tearing yourself down is it's so easy. easy. Yeah. It's so easy. But that just like attracts the negative And then, you know, that yeah. it just snowballs. Yep, yeah, it does. Ark, what do you feel? Yeah. Um, Y'all are so spot on for me right now because um, as I mean, as I've stated before, growing up in church. One of the problems that I had that I didn't really discover until I got older was this fake humble stuff. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Let me tell you something. That stuff is so toxic yep. because when you get older, you don't know. First of all, you don't know how you don't learn how to accept a compliment. Yep. And that becomes problematic down the line. Yep. But then also you have such a hard time accepting beautiful things about yourself yeah i agree when it's time and when you need to be reminded of of the beauty that That's you good. are right because you are so conditioned to always dumb yourself down mm -hmm. and remember to keep yourself humble because you never want to be the one that's to you know you don't ever want to say anything about yourself let others say it about you and it's like no i there, there are moments when i'm in my head so much that i can't hear what everybody else is saying and if i'm just listening to myself I've been trained to dumb myself down. And mm -hmm. so that's all I'm telling myself. Yeah. And so I, that, that's been a, re, a very recent thing that I've had to start overcoming. I'm a work in progress. But, I mean, I've really, like, had to try to overcome this whole fake humble thing. Like, yes, we sit down, be humble, like Kendrick said. But also, you ain't going to break my soul, right? Like, we, you know. Okay, you, yeah. Beyonce. I, 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 Come on. <laughs> you won't break my soul. I had the church version. I like you that know. song. You can, the, you can play a tambourine of that. <laughs> I could hear a good. That could be a good bump. Yeah. You want to break my? Bump. Oh, whoa! I don't. I haven't bump. shouted in so long. I don't, probably don't have the endurance no more. I'm kidding. I work out. So, Arik, because you dealt with that, you know, as a, you know, in as, as a kid, and then growing up, do you make sure and encourage younger kids to to speak life into into themselves and to encourage themselves? That's good. 
for sure. Yeah. For sure. I, yeah. I, and like I said, it's, it's been a more recent phenomenon for me. Like I've only recently, maybe, but I can even say within the last maybe six months. And it was a conversation that I had with a friend of mine that really changed my perspective. Um, but yes, that's, I think that's part of what my ministry is aiming to do now. I'm mm-hmm. like refocusing, like, let me make sure that everything that comes out of my mouth is, is affirmation for them and also reminded that they should affirm themselves as well. Absolutely. I think it's good when you have like, when you're in a leadership role, utilize that platform. Yeah. You know, and come, that's why I try to use this platform. And let me tell you something. If you are a business owner and you want to sponsor the Not Safe for Church podcast, I would, I'm looking for sponsors for season two. You can email us at the Not Safe for Church podcast at gmail.com. I am wrapping up this episode, but I just want to let you, I want to read this scripture to you before I wrap it up for my word of the day. And y'all know I'm never ready with my scripture because I'm just never ready. And it says this right here. Oh my gosh, this is good. I'm, I'm about to help somebody. This is good. It says, blessed the man whose trust is in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when he comes for it leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. And then uh, today I was thinking about Las Vegas and Las Vegas means meadows. It means to acknowledge the wild grasses, which grew in the nutrient in the nutrient, the nutrient rich desert soil with ample supply of water. And it's crazy that Las Vegas is a meadow because it's like, it's a desert. How can water be here? How can it have rich soil? But it just brings me back to that scripture. When you're rooted in Jesus Christ, when your trust is in Jesus, you are a tree that will never stop producing fruit. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what it looks like, but when you are anchored, I mean, anchored in Jesus Christ, you are anchored in the thing that has all power. You are anchored in the thing that never runs out. He's the man that never runs dry. So when you're anchored in that, you'll never stop producing fruit. And that's what I'm anchored in. So I can't stop producing fruit. Even when it feels like I'm in a drought, even when it feels like I'm in a desert, I'm really in a meadow because it's the soil is rich because who I'm connected to. I wish I had a witness up in here. I'm preaching better than some of these pastors at these non-denominational churches. I'm not. Let me quit. Let me quit. Let me come on. I need an offering. If you want to sponsor podcast, let me know. All right. I want to like my sponsors, my co-hosts, and I just, I'm put all the information for Arik, all his information, how you can get to him in the bio of the podcast. Uh, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you, Claiborne Loose, for this awesome music. And uh, follow us on, po- on Instagram at NSFC Podcast. Until the next time, Jesus is for everybody. For everybody, literally. Even for me. He's for everybody. Everybody. <laughs>